This is a Podfire production. Hello, Rob. Hey, hey mate. Um, where, what are you doing? What are you up to? What, what do you mean? Mate, we got the podcast. We are supposed to be recording about five minutes ago. Oh, mate, remember I told you I'm, I'm, I was heading to Melbourne. I'm at the MCG. Oh, dang it. Yes, at the MCG. No, no, mate. I never forgot that. I, I, I realised, mate. No, it's all good. I'll, um, I'll have a look around and see if I can get someone from here to uh, step in for the week. Oh, mate, you'll find someone. You'll yeah, be good. Yeah, mate. No worries. Enjoy the week. See ya. See ya, mate. All right, um, here we are at episode seven of the Queensland Corridor Footy Podcast. As you heard, I've had to be running around the office today trying to uh, find a late fill-in for Brendo, which really wasn't a late fill-in because he told me about it last week. And I've actually been successful. And um, I've got Liam in the um, in the co-host chair with me today. G'day, Liam. How are you? Good, thanks, Rob. Thanks for having me. Mate, thank you for stepping in. I mean, last second, but um, I know that you love your footy. I do. Particularly a Carlton fan. Yep. Um, so we won't hold that against you because this is a Queensland <laughs> podcast, but um, coached by the great Michael Voss, so you do get points for that. Um, but um, we might get into it. You've, you've listened to the podcast before, haven't you? I have, Rob. I yeah. thoroughly I you, enjoy it. I made you listen, didn't I? Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, so you know how it starts with a um, an, an eye catcher or something that caught your eye for the week. So um, what caught your eye? Um, it's been catching me eye for a few weeks here, Rob, but it's... Dane Zorko off the halfback flank for the Lions. Um, at the moment, he's in all-Australian form as a halfback flanker, which isn't easy to do, going th- from the midfield to the halfback flank. Um, and he's just going really well, especially he, with an injury. He's just slot in there, hasn't he? Just great fit. Yeah, great fit. And his um, disposal going forward and extra what, pace. Exactly right. That's what I thought. Um, he was your most important player for the years prior um, because his ball use inside 50 to hit a leading forward is... Um, like great, so uh, I guess uh, five best and fairest pretty much <laughs> agree yeah. with you on that one too. Uh, my eye catcher of the week was um, Thursday night. Thursday night footy hit Queensland. I was up at the Gabba with thirty-two thousand other people. Um, fantastic atmosphere up there, and the and the Lions saluted, which we'll talk about later. But then down at Southport, down the road, sixty-six kilometres away, um, we had the Southport Sharks giving Geelong a bit of a touch-up. So it was a really good. Day of or night of f- for football results in Queensland. All right, let's have a look at the AFL, uh, Liam. Now, out of respect for you, I'm going to just let you um, tell me what you thought about Carlton. Um, they play with my emotions, that's for <laughs> sure, Rob. Yeah. Um, look, our best footy is really good. Uh, we just. I don't know what it is, but after half time we just come out and we, we're a bit lacklustre. Um, just let the other teams get momentum, and momentum's really good in footy um, to have. And, yeah, to only win by three points in the end. It's it's a win, but uh, I haven't said this in a long time, Rob. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a, a win. win. You take it and you'll um, bank the four points and exactly just move right. on. Well, the Brisbane Lions started the weekend for the Queensland teams on Thursday night, obviously. 15-8-98, defeating... Um, Collingwood, which is always nice, fourteen seven ninety one. Did you get a chance to watch this game? Oh, I did have a bit of a watch. Yep. What stood out for you? Um, I thought you guys 
should have put more on the board. I thought you guys should have won by a little bit more. They came yeah. back with a late flurry. Um, Neil 33 was really good. Danaher kicking four. Um, yeah. Zach Bailey. Good three goals. Must be, yeah. He must break their hearts after that game last year. Oh. He could go after the siren. <laughs> so I was sitting near some Collingwood supporters and um, there were a few profanities being thrown at yeah. Zach when he kicked a couple of goals, but um, all in good fun. Um, look, it was a good performance. Kai, Kai, Kai Lohman, sorry about that. Um, he got his call up from the reserves with... It was good to see someone playing excellent VFL footy, get a chance in the scenes, and he didn't look out of depth. Yep. Um, he, he certainly chased and tackled and, and showed a bit, I thought. That's a big thing for the Lions as well, you know. It's a pretty hard team to break into, and once you get a chance, you've got to make the most of that opportunity. Yeah, and I think so. he did. Darcy Wilmot was a player. I actually um, had a chance to have a quick chat to Darcy after the game. I was waiting for some people, and the reserves were hanging around. And, um, you know, he said that, you know, it was wrapped for Kai, but um, you know, it's his turn now to put his head down yep. and, and try and find his way into that team, which would be sensational for him. Um, one last thing, the archery tackle. Yep. What a great tackle. Mm-hmm. And Collingwood had all the momentum at that stage, and it just shows you that sometimes the defensive acts um, are more important than any goal put on the scoreboard. 100%. All right, then we got to s- – when did the next game? Saturday, I think it was, the Suns. Saturday, yep. Now, I'm guessing Brendo went to these games – down in Melbourne because he was down there. But um, 9-7-61, the Suns lost to St Kilda, 13-9-87. Two 32 possessions, nowhere Anderson, 25. Much of a chance to have a look at this one? Yeah, I watched all this game. Yep. Um, I thought the Suns right. were really good in the first half. Yeah, the um, first half they were great. They probably should have kicked more in the first quarter, to be honest, and had more of a buffer to work with. Um, I really like their midfield. It stands out for me. They After halftime, I don't know wh- whether it's fitness or whatnot, um, they tend to drop off a little bit, but their their midfield and their depth in the midfield is really good. They're uh, still a young team, though, aren't they? My my best player for the day was Sam Collins. Um, I thought he took Max King really, really well, and hasn't been done all year. And Sam Collins just bodied him early, and um, Max King didn't look as good as he did in other games. So yeah, I thought Sam Collins hugely was underrated player. I'd say oh, hundred percent. He's so. a really good fullback. And as you said, they did seem to just run out of legs in the second yeah. half. Uh, it's a bit disappointing. Um, to be honest, to, to stay in games and as a young team, you want to stay in games for as long as possible and just you get momentum and as, as a young team, you just keep going with that momentum. Uh, but they weren't able to do it in the fourth quarter. St Kilda kind of ran away with that one. Yes, so um, we had no academy games this week for the Queensland yep. teams, but we did have, we've got Will Ashcroft watch. Mm-hmm. Now, do you know much about Will? I don't. Will, Will is the son of 300-game um, champion Marcus Ashcroft. Yep. And is eligible for father son in this year's draft. This year, yep, widely predicted to be the number one pick. So um, for Queensland footy's sake, we hope that he chooses to come up here. But he is ingrained in the Victorian culture at the moment. Okay, I'm um, playing for the Sandingham Dragons. Thirty-eight possessions last week, thirty-six this week. So another Big really game. strong performance yep. by a young bloke. Eighteen kicks, eighteen handballs. So um, still going well is Will Ashcroft. Does that mean? Does that mean? Um, the Lions have first get at Will? Potentially, if he chooses. Okay. It's up to him, and then yep. they get to match, like um, the Western Bulldogs did with Eugle Hagen yep. and um, Collingwood with the Dacos brothers okay, over sweet. the years. So, um, Fingers across as a Brisbane Lions fan, but also just good for Queensland footy mm-hmm. if we can attract a number one pick to Queensland. Okay, Liam, let's have a quick look at the VFL results. Um, the Brisbane Lions um, had a bye, so they didn't get to play. Um, the Suns, 15-11, 101, defeated by Sandringham. Now, 
I'm going to guess that seeing as though I literally grabbed you off your office desk, you didn't get a chance to look at this game over the weekend? I didn't. I always check the VFL, though. Um, yep. So I used to play for Southport, and that's I always like to see how the, sh- the Sharkies are going. Yep. Um, well, the oh, Suns were really good. Yep. They, I mean, there's not many games you just kick 15 goals and lose. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they yeah, looked, it's unlucky. Yeah, they look pretty good. Jeremy Sharp, 40 possessions, and Chris Burgess, who... Um, kick six goals in the reserves, which is a, a good haul these days. That is a very good haul. Um, so maybe he'll be pushing for some senior selection shortly. Um, and your ex-team, yeah, um, the Sharks, 15-13-103, defeating Geelong, 8 eight fifty six. They got out to a lead quickly and, and just maintained it. Um, Jacob Dawson, 32 possessions. Yeah, well, um, I used to play with Jacob Dawson. I uh, play against Jacob Dawson. So all growing up for Southport Sharks, used to be used to play for Burley. Um I think there was three flags in a row they beat us in. Uh, but Jacob Dawson and uh, Braden Crosley, a.k.a. Goobs, however you want to call him. Yep. Um, he kicked a couple on the weekend. He did. Yep. yep. Um, they've always been rucked to the rover. Yep. Now, it's good to time. say that you, you've, you've gotten over the fact you lost through a green Yeah, finals. yeah. Um, <laughs> <but> you don't <laughs> want... You I don't haven't want, won one yet. Yeah, you don't want to hold on to these yeah. <laughs> for too long. Um, this week, Southport go down and play Footscray on Saturday afternoon. And the Lions play at Moreton Bay on Sunday at 11.05. VFL, AFL, I don't know what the heck you're doing. Um, the Suns and Lions play each other on Sunday afternoon at Metricon. Why the heck wouldn't they have yeah. scheduled those two teams to play no as a curtain raiser? But um, impossible to watch both those games because um, one's very much on the north side of Brisbane and one's on the Gold Coast. But yep. um, for people that aren't making a trip down to the Gold Coast, maybe uh, Moreton Bay will be a... Good venue to go and watch them play Port Melbourne, one of the tra- traditional VFL clubs. And the Suns have a bye this week. So um, after this week, I think we pretty much get back to all teams will be back on, on a level kind of game. So, you know, the S- Southport are showing again why they are you know, regarded as one of the best teams outside of the AFL yeah, system. 100%. Um, got some really good players, Southport. Um, they just got Townsend. I think he kicked a few on the weekend too. And yeah, he kicked one this weekend, but oh. I think he had 10 in the first yeah. two. So Yeah, yeah, he kicked like seven last week or yeah, something like he's, that. Um, he's been on fire. Um, got, I think Billy Gower still plays there, if yep. I'm not mistaken. Um, he was a good player for the Bulldogs. Seb Tape. Yep. they got some really, really talented players at Southport. So, um, yeah, they're pretty good. Okay, now this week, Liam, we've got the QAFL, our wrap-up. Now, we only had one game of QAFL footy last week, which I'll talk about after afterwards, um, but I want to lead in with... I did um, do a phone call late last week with a special guest. Um, now, Liam, who were your favourite players on the footy field? Who am I? Oh, the favourite participants on the footy field. Who do you show a lot of respect to? The umpires. The umpires. So, look, my background is umpiring, and... Um, Umpiring has been quite a topical point in the last few weeks, especially with the new dissent rules. So, look, we're just going to go to a call that I, I did with um, Gary Dunn, and Gary Dunn's the Queensland Development Manager for Umpires, and um, let's have a listen to what Gary had to say. So on the phone, I've got Gary Dunn, who's the Umpiring Development Coordinator for Queensland for the AFL Umpires. Gary, thanks for your time. No problem. Thanks for having me. Excellent. Gary Mate, um, the job of being an umpiring development coordinator, give us a bit of an idea on, on how you got to that through your background as well. So obviously uh, umpiring is something that I've been passionate about for many years. My kids actually started, got me in umpiring. Um, I'm a former NIFL boundary umpire and uh, state league boundary umpire and uh, 
have now moved on to the field umpiring in the, in the Quaffle women's uh, area. Um, got involved in umpiring purely because I saw a shortage and, and um, we needed to have some assistance for, um, for the state. Uh, there were some issues in the regions and uh, the role was offered to me uh, in April last year and I took it on and, uh, and run with it and loving every minute of it. Have you always been a supporter of Australian rules footy? Were you, did you come from Victoria or anything like that before that? No, I was originally born in Sydney, um, but I got to know the game uh, through my school um, in, in Redcliffe. Um, one of the uh, the teachers at the school is a former um, a Sandgate player, and uh, he's in the team of the century in AFL Queensland, John Stackpool, and uh, got the love of the game from there and a, a very passionate Carlton supporter. A very passionate Carlton supporter. There's a lot of those around at the moment, so they're going quite well. Um, yeah. Look, having a look at umpiring in Queensland now, to give everyone a bit of a, a warning, my background is actually in umpiring in Queensland. I started in 1992 and spent 12 years umpiring, and mm-hmm. I think it was the um, the best 12 years of my life, to be completely honest. Umpiring has given me so many life skills that I've been able to bring with me through my career in, in um, you know, just in my working career and also just um, the way to to be able to communicate with people. I think it's an absolutely amazing pathway for people. Um, but how many umpires do we have in Queensland at the moment? At the moment, we've got about 950 that are registered. Um, some of those double up from junior um, junior umpiring into senior umpiring. Some of them transition from junior field umpiring into boundary or goal. So we've got multi-layered disciplines that we have for the umpires. We're probably... I think last year we had about 1,300 across the state, so we're a little bit down on the numbers, about 25%, but um, still working very hard to recruit um, through a range of different areas of not only clubs but also schools um, and and other talent um, talent areas that we're we're chasing down umpires as well. And how many do you need on a week-to-week basis? How many games? Oh no, not games. How many umpires do you need to fill all the games? It's hard to put an exact number on the on the umpires themselves, but we do around about 330 games across the state every weekend. Yep, that's a, quite so a few games, isn't it? It's quite a few games, yeah. Particularly in SEQ, of course. You know, we yep. we probably do we do about 180 games across SEQ in the juniors, and nearly 80 in the seniors, and about 60 or 70 in the regional areas. So. Um, we certainly need numbers across the state. I think people would be really surprised at those numbers because you you think about your local club, you go down there, there's three games on the day, and you don't really think too much outside that little um, that little oval for the day. But you know, when you're talking those amount of games, that's a lot of umpires to get in there. So absolutely, with development of umpires, whereabouts do you, and what what happens at training for a, for an umpire, and whereabouts do these things happen, particularly in the southeast corner, I guess. In the southeast corner, we've got three regions. We uh, the we have the Brisbane region at the Maruka Roosters footy ground. Uh, Gold Coast is at Labrador Football Club. And on the Sunshine Coast, they uh, umpire up at Maruchidor, which I was up there last night. Training normally starts around 5.30 to 6 o'clock and goes through till 7, 7.30, depending on the region. Um, and we have different discipline coaches in each of those regions as well. So if you're looking to do specific um, discipline, if you want to be a field umpire, boundary or goal, we've got coaches that can assist you and teach you as well as an ongoing range of and library of handbooks and drills and skills that we can send to umpires as well that would like to participate. And what kind of age group? Like, what are we talking about? What, who would be your youngest or what would be the age of your youngest and your oldest umpires? That's a great question. We have them varying ages. Most of them are around start around the age of 12 um, yep. in our Umpire for Fun program, which is the footy for fun for the players. It's under 8s to 11s yep. in a non-competitive environment where they can learn the, the basics of umpiring, the skills that they need to be able to then progress into our youth system. 
and then up obviously into senior system in a, in a year or two um, after they've been through the youth program. So it's a staggered process. It's a well um defined thought out process and we take them through each stage and if they're not quite at the level we don't move them through we hold them there for another year and then we slowly progress them through through the different grades so that's generally how the organic growth of the umpiring space works and let's not give away any names but um, the oldest umpire you've got running around how old would that umpire be uh i've got an umpire in capricornia who's 75 oh there's still a chance for me yeah yeah, there is. Um, he's a goal umpire, uh, of course, yep. uh, but he's been a former field umpire and moved to the goals, which a lot of our uh, older umpires do. Um, so that's probably one of the oldest. Um, yeah, so it's really great to still see him out there and being involved. He loves it. So it's a little bit like Lego from ages 12 to 75. Pretty much. Absolutely. It's, <laughs> Everyone... uh, you can still do something. Yeah, that's, that's outstanding. Um, one of the interesting things that I've heard about this year with the umpires is the introduction of a white card system. Do you want to just give their listeners a little bit of an idea on what that is and why it was brought in. Yeah, so the white card system was brought in um, to alleviate the the uh, abuse towards umpires. We lose about 500 umpires a year uh, across the state, Queensland, um, just as natural attrition, some of them, and some retire. But certainly, you know, at least half of those have given us feedback through surveys that they're leaving because of abuse. So we sat about trying to work out how we can change that um, methodology and change that mentality on game day. So the responsibility rests with the head coach. Research has told us if the coach's box is calm and quiet um, or is, is well measured, then the spectators nearby are calm and the spectators nearby them are calm and then it just sort of ripples around the field. So the white card is there for is used on the coach's box for ongoing and continual abuse towards umpires, dissent of decisions, um, dissent towards the other other team, other coaches. Um, and it's con- the co- head coach is responsible for their runners, their players, their uh, trainers, whoever was in that confines of that coaching box to keep them under control and make sure that there's abuse not being thrown out towards the umpires. That's an outstanding, so have, outstanding yeah, initiative. So, oh, it's, it's a great initiative. And we know that we've uh, our head, foot, head of footy ops, Barry Gibson, has, uh, has sent the information through to head office uh, in Melbourne. And there are other states that are looking at the program and how it works with us before they start to implement it there, but they're very keen to look at the the outcomes. So to talk about the process itself, we have um, a system where the first white card gets shown to the coach's box. There's no penalty, no infringement. It's just telling them to basically calm down. It's time to just settle your, settle your team, settle your boxes, and make sure that we can have a, a game that's not going to escalate and, and develop into an abusive type situation. Yep. If it continues, there's a second card that gets shown. Uh, at this stage, there's a 50-metre free kick awarded to the opposition of the coach's box that receives the card from where the stoppage is. And then if it happens a third time, the head coach is ejected from the game. Um, and then there's another 50-metre free kick award. And then the coach goes on to to face the, the, the consequences, so to speak, from our match review panel. So we've had it used a couple of times in the last few weeks. And we're knowing that that system is working very well because we're dealing with it in real time. We don't have to wait till the end of the... Yep. End of the game or end of the weekend to then deal with the clubs. The card gets shown. The coaches are quietening down. We've only ever had a second white card shown once so far. So it seems to be working. Of course it would be working. I mean, um, try explaining to you, to your team why they had a free kick paid against them. And um, that's a pretty difficult conversation, I'd imagine, too. 100%, particularly when it's the head coach. That's that, exactly uh, right. It needs to be controlling everything, correct. Now, I'm picking up from what you were saying before. Are we the first ones in Queensland to go with this system? Yes, we are. Absolutely. And we're very proud of it. Yeah, we should. 
dead set should be too. That's um, that is fantastic. Um, so, with the umpire abuse, and I, look, you know, as I said, I, I've been through this system. I spent a long time in the umpiring space, and it is the one thing I guess I was lucky. I learned through my early coach, which was Neville Nash. Um, I learned mm-hmm. through him about how to how to take on criticism. I guess is the best way to describe it. But not everybody gets through that stage as well as what I think I did. Um, but um, the AFL has obviously identified this as a problem. They're, they were talking about 6,000 umpires short each weekend around the country. Uh, and they've brought in different rules at an AFL level. Do you think yep. that that is an important step on that filtering down through the through the competitions? It's having a big effect, the ripple the ripple down effect, like you said. Um, obviously, being umpiring on the field, which I which I do week in, week out, uh, the the players are more um, more open to um, approaching us in a more mature manner. They're not yelling at us as much, so to speak. Uh, there's not as much dissent and disputing of, of, of umpiring calls. They've certainly got the ability to to come and have a chat with us at the, the quarter time, half time, or three quarter time break about some decisions that are being made, except what the captain can. And from time to time, we can have a brief chat with them standing on the mark if it's a set shot and just let them know what the, the free kick is about. So they're generally communicating in a lot more uh, level and calm process with us as well. So that's obviously having an effect and rippling through, like you said. Because it's all about the communication, isn't it? We have respectful communication both ways. We're, we've got a good game. 100%. And the, and the game's a bit of one for it. So, Gary, we've got training it at Maruka, Maruchidor and Labrador. On um, Wednesday evenings, On Wednesday correct. evenings, and if people want to get involved, I will put a link into our podcast um, post this week to get involved, but you can go to AFLQ, their website, and go to the umpiring, umpiring page. And look, I can, from my own point of view, I fu- fully um, support people getting into umpiring, because, especially young people, because you will learn so much and um, pick up so many life skills across the time with the, with the, um, the group. So 100%. Thank you so much for your time, Gary. We'll um, definitely, hopefully, um, catch up with you maybe later in the season. We'll do a bit of a review on how all these things went. No, I certainly look forward to it and uh, look forward to people coming along and, uh, and joining the Team Green. Does, uh, hey, one last question, and I'll get in trouble from my co-host about this one, but um, when I was umpiring, on a Wednesday night when we trained, actually, I think we trained Tuesday and Thursday back in those days out at Maine. Um, we yep. had the canteen was open after the training. Do they still do things like that or have we got a little bit too professional for that now? Yeah, no, we're not really doing that these days, unfortunately. But uh, some of the locations do have a, uh, a cafe slash uh, clubhouse oh. restaurant and sometimes they go for a quick uh, catch-up after training. Still, ah, that, there you that's, go. That, uh, that's good. That's good. That's good. I'll, but look, yeah, I'm a little disappointed because I'm also known as a canteen connoisseur, so I was thinking I might come out to a training session, but I'll um, have to give that one a swerve if they're not serving me dim sims. Gary, thank you no, so no much problem. for your time and uh, we'll talk soon. Thanks for the opportunity. Talk to you again. Thanks. And look again, thanks, Gary, for your time. That was amazing. So, Liam... Um, a really good insight into how many umpires and everything that it's, it's needed just to get a game of footy going each week or a round of footy going each week. Yeah. Um, I think I, I wanted to be an umpire when I was a bit younger. Um, but Why didn't you do it? You, there's still a chance I can give you Gary's number. <laughs> um, just going to continue playing local footy, mate. Okay. Yeah. Because we work with another guy, Jeremy, in the office here and he has dabbled in umpiring as he well. He did. He was a good umpire but back in the day. Um, he got pretty high in the ranks, I'm pretty sure. So, yep. And, um, you know, one, one of the things he was talking about was the white card system where if a interchange bench abuses an umpire that they can have a 50-metre penalty. It's going to be really interesting to see because 
we here in Queensland are trialling that system. And mm-hmm. if it works here, it's going to go Australia-wide. And I can tell you from my own personal experience in umpiring cricket as well, which I did after football, that we trialled a red card and yellow card system here for first-grade cricket and the results were absolutely fantastic in getting the players back concentrating on on the game and not um, not um, going, going their minds elsewhere. Now, just before we get into something especially for you, we did have Good Friday football mm-hmm. in Queensland. We had uh, Wilson Grange hosted Noosa. Now, Noosa hadn't won a game for two years, a massive upset last week. We got Rocky on the show. I tipped Noosa because of that. And, um, well, bingo, they did it again. They beat um, Wilson by, I think it was about, uh, what was it, 13 points in the end. A really good game of footy. 9-12-66 to Noosa, 12-7-79. Now, um, apart from just having a great day out there, it was it was really, really good to see a lot of people out there. There was a, a, a really good crowd. Um, some of the guys out there um, were very, very parochial for Wilson Grange. They really they enjoyed it. Now, I did have the stats that I, that I brought up, but um, struggling a bit to actually read them. I don't know. I should have... Um, you want me to read them for you, I mate? Should have, I should have bought the magnifying glass. <laughs> um, uh, Matty on? Payne had 31. Matty Payne was outstanding. Um, I'm a massive Matty Payne, Matty Payne fan as it is, but um, the way he played on the weekend was, was outstanding, yeah. Uh, we had Daniel Lanthos had 29. Um, I can't see the goals on here, Rob. Goals know. are in the second part. Okay. Um, there wasn't oh, yep. any real multiple goal kickers. Uh, Matty Eagles kicked three for the for Wilson Grange. Um, look, the game probably turned in the third quarter. Grange got out to it. Wilson Grange got out to a good lead, and um, Noosa just wouldn't go away, which was which is good for good for footy, but. Um, the game kind of turned in the third quarter when I think um, Aspley, uh, not Aspley, sorry, Wilson Grange, probably a goal or two ahead, and Matty Eagles went off for the rest of the game. I'm not sure what he went off with. It looked like some kind of concussion um, that he might have gone off with, and um, he was doing everything he could to get back onto the field, but um, the coaching staff wouldn't let him on, and Noosa were able to do enough. And again, the scenes after the game were pretty euphoric. The Noosa boys, um, the reserves were all on the boundary, um, cheering the cheering their seniors on. And they um, had a great win, which, you know, we're now three weeks into a season for them and they've picked up two wins, which is... Very good. ...which is awesome for a team that was sitting winless for the last couple of seasons. Um, but, Liam, let's talk quickly about... Or not quickly, let's talk about what your involvement in footy is because who do you play for now? Yeah, mate, I was going to give it up at the end of last year, to be honest. I, I know, I heard that story about 30 times yeah. in the off-season. Um, I was playing Coomery last year, um, tossing between the seniors and resies. Um, but yeah, came around to the first week and they needed a few extra players um, for the Div 4 Friday night comps. And let me tell you, I haven't played a Friday night that, um, game in since under 14s or something <laughs> like that. Um, but it was good to get back out there. Um, I love playing with the boys. Um, really good mates at Coomera. Um, a lot different Friday nights. Um, it all depends, basically. Like, it's a social comp. Yep. But it all depends on, like... So, a lot of these teams in the Div 4 comp are, like, Labrador, who are a QFA team. Um, Vicky Point, you know, just depending if they get injuries and some of the Div 4 players have to go up. And it's also if, for example, Nick Malcheski plays in the Div 4 comp for Labrador and... Um, 
by the way, kicked 10. <laughs> <laughs> well, you'd, you'd probably hope he would be a little bit better than the rest, but oh, it's, yeah. it's, it's not great for the competition, but I'm sure... Um, I, can't, I can't wait to play him, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, look, that's, that's one of the things, though, isn't it? You yeah. Know, even though he's going to star and he's going to be much better than everyone else, mm-hmm. someone like yourself, when's, when are you going to get a chance to play on a Exactly you know, right. And, field um, with him? It's also like the people that work Saturdays and Sundays, like Nick Malczewski obviously wants to play football, but he coaches the seniors at Labrador and is unavailable to do so. Um, but yeah, it's a it's a comp where you never know who you're going to be playing up against. Um, social, yeah, but um, very tough. So um, I enjoy running out there with the boys. I actually kicked two last week in a Yes, I heard about swamping. that. <laughs> I heard about one of them was a spectacular yeah, goal was. from the I, forward I suck pocket. at set shots too, so... Um, I got the mark in the pocket, like deep in the pocket. I was probably like right on the boundary in the pocket and I was going to go on my left foot, um, but I was suck on my left foot too. So I went drop punt and it just went straight through. I had a good celebration too. I bet you did. How far behind were you when that goal went through? Oh, we were about 40 points yeah, down. Okay. Yeah. yeah, but you still <laughs> celebrated like it was the last kick in the ground. It was final. our first goal of the game. Yeah, well, you've got to, you've got to be happy with that. Um, so Friday nights, w- give us an idea there's – um, a North Division and a South Division. Yep. Um, so you don't have to travel too far mm-hmm. for games. Is that the idea? So, yeah, just changed this year. Um, so it was just one Div 4 comp, I believe, last year with a lot of driving. It's hard to make it, especially people that right work. afternoon, yeah. Yeah, exactly right. So, um, yeah, they've changed it to a North and a South comp this year. A lot easier. I think um, our furthest game away might be Mount Gravatt. So, yep. um, yeah, it's a really enjoyable comp. Local comps. I haven't played in Labrador at Labrador in ages. Um, there's a few good teams, there's a few, like, new teams, so there's actually a new team in our comp, the Brisbane Valley Rattlers. Yep, um, who unfortunately came up against Nick Melchester. Yeah, exa- exactly right, but they're just they're just starting off as a club and association, and um, it's good to see um, local, new local, I guess, so clubs doing So, what's the thing. age demographic of the people playing in this? Because um, obviously you're a young fellow, which obviously yeah, yeah. people would be able to pick up on, on your uh, voice, but... Uh, <laughs> But um, yeah, it's it's a little bit we older. Have, we have, but we have all age groups. Exactly in there. right. Yeah, we had some young kids. We got some kids that just debuted their first senior game for us. We have some masters players coming back and playing. Um, yeah, massive age difference in that comp for sure. Which to me just shows that it's all about just playing. Yeah, pulling, exactly pulling right. on the boots and having a kick and getting out in the park. I'm sure somewhere along the line there'd be a dad playing with his son in the same team, yep, sort of 100%. thing. So um, that's that's fantastic. And um, where's the next game for you guys? Uh, we play Beanley Friday night, so it should be close. We're at, at Beanley? At Beanley, yeah. yeah. That's a big ground, isn't it, from memory? I'm not sure. I've never played there. Well, wait. Tell me on Monday, okay? Oh, Coomera's ground. Can't be, it's one metre bigger than the MCG. Well, yeah, from memory, Beanley has a big ground too. But I, uh, look, we'll have to I find that not. one out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, look, um, one thing we also have that you've heard. Uh, oh, well, actually, no. A quick go through... Um, QAFLW, there's a few games on this yep. weekend, so I'll just, if you if you got that sheet there. Yeah, yep. So who have we got playing this week? Now, all games are Saturday at, um, the first two at 2 o'clock and the second two at 4.45. So okay. who have we got this week playing? Uh, Wilson Grange and Southport. I actually got a, f- really, a few friends that play Southport QFA, QFW. Yep. Um, so I hope they go well. Um, They're going well. They yeah. They will go well. Uh, bon Uni and Aspley. Yep. At Bon Uni. That will be a good game. It's probably game of the round. Mm-hmm. Those two games at 2 o'clock on Saturday. Yep. And then we've got, what else have we got? got Cooperoo and Maruchidor yep. at Cooperoo, Griffin Park. Yep. And Uni of Queensland and Yoronga at UQ. 
at we had, 4.45. We had Ross, the coach of uh, UQ, on last week, and he was an absolute ripping fella. So if you are needing something to do Saturday afternoon, um, check out those games. Now, Liam, Brendo's not here, so bad luck, Brendo, um, because we've got to do our QAFL tips. Now, I've just decided that you can do the tips for him. Um, yeah. At the moment, Brendan leads by one point. Okay. Um, it's seven to six. We both tipped um, Noosa on the weekend. Yep. Um, I have a system that if um, we have a special guest from a club on that week, I just tip that club okay. regardless um, because generally I'm just too scared not to. So yeah. we have the umpires on this week. So I'm, I'm free. Right, I'll tip I'm the umpires. Well, <laughs> out of respect for him, that's what you should do. Exactly. But um, all right, let's go through these games. Um, Service Paradise are hosting Labrador. And I'm just doing a quick check. These games are all Saturday at 2 o'clock. So, again, if you can get down, get down to one of these games. But um, Surface uh, Surface hosting Labrador. What's your tip? Oh, I'm going Labrador to win that one, yeah. yeah uh, at Surface, though, it's a good ground. Um, really good atmosphere as well. So get down Great there. Great atmosphere. Um, and it's a rivalry, that game. It is so. a good rivalry game. So, But I'm going Labrador as well because I think they will be too good. Um I'm going to skip the next one. Palm Beach are playing Mount Gravatt. They're hosting Mount Gravatt. Um, Mount Gravatt, good result in the last round mm-hmm. against Sherwood. Palm Beach have been playing good footy as well. What's your tip in that one? Yeah, Palmy at Palmy. Um, Palmy at Palmy. We, we record this around midday. I'm feeling a bit hungry and you start mentioning yeah. Palmy. But, um, um, yeah, no, we'll keep going to the next one. Morningside and Wilson Grange. This should be a really interesting game. Yeah. I think a lot will depend on if Matt Eagles plays this mm-hmm. week. I think he may have had a concussion, so I'm going to tip with him being out of the team, But um, and I'm going with Morningside this week. I'm also going – I think that'll be their first dub of the year, Rob. Is that I, right? It would be if they can get over yeah, the line. So I'm going Morningside. They, they were hit dub. hard with some COVID outs early on. Sherwood host Aspley. Aspley for me. This is – this is no good. I was hoping we we're going to have all these differences. <laughs> I was hoping you would not have studied for any of this or <laughs> known anything about what you're talking about, but you seem to be a very intelligent man and are tipping all the same as me. Noosa, play Maruchidor. Mm, I actually don't know much about these two teams on the ladder. I'm going to be going with... Uh, damn. I'll go Maruchidor. I'll go Maruchidor. You know what that means. I'm going... Noosa. There you go. Noosa at home, I think, will be too strong. Um, match of the round, and the canteen connoisseur, who we'll hear from shortly, will be going out to this game. Redland Victoria Point versus Broadbeach at um, Totally Workwear Park, which is um, Vicky Point. at Vicky Point. Um, massive game. Both teams undefeated. Have you got a tip for that one? Yeah, I'm going Broadbeach. I knew you would. Yeah. Um, and I reckon Brenda will be happy you would, it would because you got in trouble for tipping against them a couple of weeks ago. Um, I'm going for Vicky Point. I think that um, I think they're going to be have too many um, big fellas up forward to kick too many goals. But it will be a ripping game, and I mm. hope, dearly hope that that is the um, the stream game on the QAFL website. Yeah, so hopefully, hopefully we'll go with that. Okay, into our last session, and um, how have you found it, Liam? Firstly. Yeah, good, mate. Good. Oh, I love coming on the potty. I love speaking to you about footy, Rob. So well, it's uh, always good banter. It's always good fun. Now, um, have you heard of the ca- Canteen Connoisseur? I have. I saw him in action live at Coomera. Oh, that's right. You, you were. I saw you live in action at yeah. Coomera, <laughs> sitting on the on the fence there, drinking a few um, soft drinks, we'll yeah, call them. Yeah, Nor- Great um, Northerns. Great Northerns. Um, yes, yeah, so um, the Canteen Connoisseur, we went out to... 
Wilson Grange on Saturday. Now, a bit of a drive for us. Um, had to pick up a couple. I had to pick up the canteen connoisseur assistant. Yep. Um, he, he's actually taking it. I said last week, too serious, and he certainly is. He, mm-hmm. um, he did his calf. Looked like yeah. He looked like Patrick Cripps. Uh, um, hobble. Hobbling hobble around. Up the stairs. But um, he, he still came out. Um, parking was an issue, but we got in there eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's the, the review of the, the canteen. Now, it's a bit different this week. They didn't have a canteen, as say. As such. Okay. It was a cafe. Cafe. It was a cafe. So fancy. it was a little fancy. Mm. Um, my wife who came out with us, she thought it was. Um, so let's just go through. Um, variety, they got an 8 out of 10. Um, they lost some points because it wasn't a canteen. Yeah, yeah. But then they gained a point because they had a gorilla burger. Again, they named one of their menu items. Like Coomera had the six-point burger. Mm-hmm. I gave that extra points for that. Yep. They had the gorilla burger. Which was um, which was great. So they got an eight out of ten um, for value. They got an eight out of ten as well. I bought a cup of dim sims, which was four dim sims, a gorilla burger, and a drink, eighteen dollars seventy. But they had a surcharge, public holiday surcharge. Which yeah, you do get that. Everywhere. Not the kind of thing you're expecting when you no. go to it, but you understand why. Understand, they they were paying their employees on the day, but you know the value was pretty good, mm-hmm. um, and mostly the the value was pretty good because of the um, the quality, which is the next one. Nine out of ten for the quality. Absolutely amazing. The Gorilla Burger. Oh, my God. Really? Oh, it had fancy lettuce on it. It had onion, tomato, nice bit of beef. Some posh lettuce. Oh, some posh lettuce. And <laughs> then the canteen connoisseur appreciates a bit of poshness okay. every now and again. Um, and the service, look, they were, they were great. And they were really busy on the day. And um, all the people at Wilson Grain should be applauded for the, the great day they put on. We gave them a nine out of ten for the service. A total of 34, solid as is what I wrote. Really there good. Go. So next week we'll be out to Victoria Point in Broadbeach, which will be a, a big game. So What's in the lead at the moment? What's in the lead? Coomera. Coomera's in the Can lead. Can you believe that Coomera <laughs> is in the lead? And, and they're going to take some beating after um, after their six-point burger, which I just absolutely – was absolutely was good, brilliant. Oh, it was absolutely brilliant. So try that one out after – it's a post-match um, meal one day for you. Yeah. Now the last thing that – oh, we've got two things because mm-hmm. – We'll go to the last thing first, which is what you're looking forward to this week. Yep. Um, do you have anything in particular that you are looking forward to? I've got two things, Rob. Go for um, it. The first one is playing Friday night. I'm looking <laughs> forward to hopefully get our first dub of the year, which would be good night, to celebrate. Friday night lights. Yeah, exactly it. right. Um, and I think there's some really good football games this week, and I'm looking forward to the Q Clash. Yep. Um, and I think the Suns are a sneaky chance. Um, okay, we'll edit that out after. That's <laughs> no problem. Um, no, look, of course they're a sneaky chance. Yeah. A, a loss, um, coming back home, and, you know, really, it's their one of their big games of the year is, mm-hmm. the, you know, that home game against the um, the brother from up the road. So that I, I would hope that the Lions don't take it too easy because if they do, they'll they'll get rolled and it won't, won't take much. The thing I'd love to hear this weekend, Rob, is... Uh, Unfortunately, it's not going to happen, but BT says Zaha Rakis on Anzac Day. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it won't happen. But it won't um, happen. Um, no, look, and, and that's it's not a Queensland thing, but um, obviously it is a marquee day for the 100%. AFL. And um, hopefully they can get sell a big crowd, sell it out, get that 90,000, which they've been trying to get this season but have mm-hmm. just fallen short, so that would be fantastic. Look, for me, I'm, I'm looking forward to a classic um, local football game between Redlands and um, Broadbeach. I think it's going to be an absolute ripper. It helps that I'm going to canteen connoisseur it. Um, and I think that that is going to be the game of the week. And um, I think when you put um, 
Aspley in there. That's probably the three teams of pre-season everyone was looking forward to seeing how they go. Yep. So that should be an amazing game. Now, before we head off, I um, always want to say thanks to our, our sponsor, which is Platinum Service, Platinum Standard Grading. Platinum Standard Grading, who um, they grade trading cards here in southeast Queensland. So um, we'll chuck a link to them in our comments. But we've also got another supporter who's come on board, one of one memorabilia cards. Have you? Do you know much about them? I know. Yeah, they're good cards, mate. Um, for anyone that... You know, at the end of the season, wants to get a card with their son or their daughter on it or themselves um, playing a game of footy or whatever yeah. they do. And you get to insert um, a live action pick and you get to insert a bit of AFL memorabilia into that card as well. Yeah, look, um, they're custom sports trading cards. And, and what he says is it's with a personal touch. So incorporating a part of, you know, yourself or your child, as you said, you know, it's valuable memorabilia that you know, can never be reproduced, really. Um, you can put um, you know, a bit of the footy in there, a bit of a footy jersey if it's the end of season. Um, you know, or, and really Omar, who runs it, um, he'll pretty much work with you to make yep. whatever it is that you want to make, you know, that one-of-a-kind keepsake um, that you can always look at. So I'm, gonna throw a l- I'm actually going to throw that up onto our page as well. So if people do want to have a look, um, for older people like myself, um, it might be a bit of a flashback to your childhood when footy cards were a big thing. Um, or for some of the younger people who might be involved in it now, um, it's a really good thing to to look after. And if everyone can help out our supporters, that would be great for us as well. So that brings to an end episode number seven, Chuck-a-Lucky seven. Um, Liam has sat in the chair in his uh, suit, ripped ripped off from his desk, and a, a huge thanks, Liam, for that. No worries, I dressed up for it, Rob. You did dress up. Brendo, uh, mate, when you hear this, um, you will have... Probably, maybe you'll be home by the time, and I hope you had a great week down in Melbourne, but um, sorry that I forgot about that. But um, for everyone else, have a great week, support your local footy, and um, we'll talk to you next week. See ya. This podcast is brought to you by Platinum Standard Grading. The future of grading has arrived.